0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the sportstuff.com, and now your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Pal, Dino Joey, or Joey Owyen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you always for downloading and listening to the show. Great to be back talking regular season basketball once again. Timberwolves start off the season two and zero, uh, and well, in four, four games they're two and two. If you know what I mean. So, it's, uh, it's the old, I have good news and I have bad news. (laughs) The good news is the Wolves won their first two games and all that. bad news is, Carl Anthony Towns has dislocated wrist and is weak to weak, whatever that means. And, uh, well, Akogi went out with cramps at the same time. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, Wolves got absolutely obliterated by L.A. and L.A. So, that's great. They had a Staples Center, uh, shellacking. And all that good stuff. But, uh. Well, there's encouraging signs with certain players and discouraging signs with others. And we have a, a guy named Ant now. I guess that's his nickname, Ant. And uh, I guess in according to his little conversation with Marnie Gellner, entertaining bit on uh, Fox Sports, War North, uh, Wolves Plus, whatever, interview with uh, Marnie Gellner, he said something like, uh, if you don't call me Ant... I don't think I could have a good vibe with you, or I can't have a, I can't vibe with you. It's like, okay, I I guess, Anthony Edwards, I guess I can't vibe with you then. Okay, sorry. The Wolves' uh, season opener was against the Detroit Pistons, 111-101. It looked like crap the whole time, and the Wolves finally pulled through in that fourth quarter, and it felt damn good. It was depressing, quite honestly, for quite a while there. First quarter, Detroit was up by nine, and the Wolves kind of, kind of slowly staggered back in it and then pulled away in that fourth quarter. It was it was kind of a scary game for a while. Messing around with the Detroit Pistons. Like, really? The Detroit Pistons? <sighs> I come out of this, though, it's like, if you feel all right, you know, Malik Beasley. See, I don't know, I'll get back to it in a second. I mean, Detroit, I don't have a whole lot to say other than Derek Rose hit a couple shots. We're happy for him, and I know the whole town worships him. I just, I don't know. He's okay. You know, I'm not that big of a Rhodes fan, actually. Sorry to say. Uh, Culver, Jared Culver, the first two games looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, Ten points, ten rebounds. He had multiple double-digit rebound games in these four games. We have four games to review, four games to preview to get things going as we're back on a regularly scheduled program, which is pretty cool. Uh, Malik Beasley. 10 of 18, that's pretty efficient for the most part, but 3 of 9 from downtown's a little excessive. Carl Anthony Towns made all of his free throws. Josh Nkoge made all of his free throws. Ant. Okay, Anthony Edwards made all of his free throws and looked downright spectacular at moments, particularly early, just like in the preseason games. He had some good moments. He had 11 points in the first quarter, which was super exciting, and only wound up with 15 as it kind of became a moment of uh, gunning and missing and gunning and missing and gunning and missing where Culver and Beasley, guys like that, came through. Towns didn't have a whole lot of points for the longest time, and he kind of caught up as things moved on. It was a bit of a sloppy game. You had a guy by the name of Jake Lehman starting at power forward in the first two games, and very similar lines. Uh, just You just look at this line, the stat line of 16 minutes, 33 seconds. Over three from the floor, over one from downtown, no free throws attempted, one rebound, one I don't care, man. I mean, I, I only 16 minutes. Yeah, one rebound, though. He's supposed to be power forward. Get the rebound. Minus 15 and 0 points, 0 steals, 0 turnovers. That's nice. 0 blocks and no personal fouls. So Jake Lehman was basically just kind of out there, and that's it. That's it. He just was on the floor, and and they were losing when he was on the floor because uh, he was a minus 15 when everybody else was pretty much a plus, except for Juancho Herman Gomez, who also sucks hardcore so far. He is, well, enjoy the $21 while you can, Juancho. Good thing that third year's not guaranteed. Oh, boy. I see why they didn't put a guarantee in that third year. I thought he was better than this. I mean, he was kind of good last year, wasn't he? I mean, he was hitting threes. He had some energy. Act like you want it, man. Act like you want it. I mean, don't just say you want it. Go out and bleep and want it, like uh, former Wild Coast Bruce Boudreau would say. Anthony Edwards, Ant, whatever you want to call him. You felt super good about this one. Like, here we go. He's a future star someday, hopefully, or at least going to be something positive for the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell didn't start because there was some kind of weird COVID protocol. It wasn't anything he did. It was just things were slow coming through, so he couldn't start, but he still played the majority of the minutes. You got to see Ricky Rubio and Jake Lehman in the starting lineup. Yeah, and Rubio was very ineffective, very not efficient, even though he was a plus 17. Shows you how deceiving that is. He just happened to be on the floor when the Wolves were winning, I guess. Okay, I know. D'Angelo Russell's got that smooth outside shot, but the other thing is, he misses a lot. I mean, when he makes his shots, it's like, ah. It's just like, it's that beautiful rainbow, the beautiful arc, and it's like bottom of the net. But but he misses a lot. It's just that he looks pretty when he actually makes the shot. It's, it's nice. But he misses a lot. Anthony Edwards misses a lot, too. Nas Reed gets a little crazy sometimes, trigger happy. Wancho Hernan Gomez was very similar to uh, Mr. Jake Lehman, other than he got three rebounds instead of one. That's good. And he added a steal. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? didn't make anything in Wancho's case. But Culver, really nice, making his free throws and everything. He stunk hardcore at the free throw line last year. But to open up the season with a double-double, extremely encouraging for Jared Culver. Very very encouraging. 50% from the floor in the game. Uh, obviously very, very sound defense. Doesn't show up in the box score with any steals or blocks or anything. But uh, you know, just sound defense in the right place, the right time, doing a great job, disrupting players. Josh Okoge, same thing, you know, started in the game. I don't necessarily like him starting at small forward at six foot four, six foot three, six foot four. He's already kind of short for a shooting guard. So you're starting him at small forward. Welcome to the new NBA, ladies and gentlemen, where you're gonna have like six foot seven centers and like power forwards that are like six four and your point guards will be 6'4". And your shooting guard will be 6'4". And and it, it, what is going on in the NBA? It's getting weird. Is it that boring and bad to have like a tall center? To have like an actual real center? Is it that bad? Well, if teams are going to only focus on <laughs> being playing small ball, eventually you're not going to get any freaking rebounds. And this entire game, the Wolves didn't rebound the bleeping ball until much later when things started to go their way. Amazingly and astoundingly, Wolves somehow wound up with 48 rebounds in the game, but that's because Culver and Towns kind of picked it up as the game progressed. We actually won the rebounding battle, 48 to 44, which shocks the crap out of me because Detroit, it felt like Detroit was absolutely burying us on the boards in this entire game. It felt like it the whole game. But uh, well, we won in the we, we won in the rebounds, and we won in the in the and we won the game. We won by ten points. But that's because Detroit sucked really bad in the fourth quarter. That's another reason. they were We were getting rebounds because they were missing everything. Like, nobody was making crap in the game for Detroit. Minnesota wound up shooting, uh, well, we only made 11 so no uh, French dip sandwiches for you after that one. 43% after sucking really bad earlier in the game. Forgive me for sounding negative, but it wasn't that great. Detroit, though, when you shoot 8 for 35 from downtown, I mean, that's where a lot of those rebounds were coming for the Wolves. Thank God, though, for that. Jalil Okafor somehow got eight points and seven rebounds, and he looked weird out there. He looks, I don't know about him, but uh, good for him. He got something. <laughs> he got something going. Killian Hayes, he, yeah, it was his NBA debut, and he's just kind of okay, I guess. Plumlee was beating us on the boards. He played pretty well for a while. He got more and more frustrated as the game progressed, and you could go on and on and on. Blake Griffin 0 for 5 from downtown. That didn't help Jeremiah Jeremiah Grant, one for five. So that's 10% between your two forwards shooting from downtown. Somebody named, uh, okay, let's just call him Svi Maik, whatever you want to call him. Uh, He was one for eight from the floor and all from downtown. That's kind of funny. Only three points attempted and he was one for eight. So it's reasons like that why Detroit lost the game. They couldn't make a gosh darn shot down the stretch. And the Wolves won the game, 31-16 in that fourth quarter. Thank you. Good. Nice win, and you felt good about Anthony Edwards and all that, but not as good as you felt until after the Utah game. You felt a little better, but a uh, nice little season opener for the Wolves. At least we won, even though we looked like bloody crap. But we won uh, on December 23rd. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas. Let's see let's you with the Happy New Year later, because that'll be at the end of the show, I guess. The last show of the year for uh, Paladino Live Productions, or whatever you want to call this. Yeah, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to you. And then I guess on the start of Kwanzaa, (laughs) December the 26th. December the 26th is here. The Wolves go to Utah and win 116-111. to And one of the most impressive games the Timberwolves have had in a long time. It was a lot of fun. Jake Lehman was back to so Let's get the negative out of the way first. Jake Lehman, beautiful line. Just just gorgeous. I made sure to share it on uh, Flips Army. Um, 13.36 for minutes. Didn't even attempt a shot this time. Didn't even attempt one. He got an assist somehow. That's cool. And he somehow wound up with a steal. He, he added a turnover, so that kind of negated one of those, I guess. And then a two-personal foul, so that kind of sort of negated the other. Great great line. Um, you're not going to start a power forward anymore, thankfully. And you'll hear from Tenney Brown opening up, uh, opening up the second segment because starting Jake Lehman at power forward, Uh, Okay, it's just like what the flip saunders is going on. Well, this is, uh, you're going to see some stuff though here, even though guys like Anthony Edwards, I mean Anthony Edwards, Jared Culver, Jared Culver just squaring up from downtown and making you feel so good. It's a gosh darn Mickey freaking shame it just wasn't the case later on. Because after this game, I signed Jared Culver. I actually cut somebody else on the Wolves roster. I don't want to say because I'm going to piss everybody off. It's not Colonel Anthony Towns. It's not. It's somebody else that's beloved in this town, even though I think he's a teeny bit overrated, and he doesn't look that great out there. Uh, I cut him before the game and signed Jared Culver. Or not before the game. I like right around during the game and signed Jared Culver because I can just see a different player in him. And, well... Yeah, Culver hasn't been that good the last couple of games. But in this game, he was absolutely wonderful. I felt so good. I mean, 5-7, and he just calmly was nailing the shots. The guy is a good rebounder, though, isn't he? That's why it's okay to put him in forward. Even if power forward. Uh, let's small forward, okay? Small forward's okay. Power forward? Come on. He's not a power forward man. But neither is Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman, well, he's tall and stuff. But I don't. he doesn't rebound the ball at all. He doesn't really... He's not a threat in the paint at all in any stretch of the imagination. My God, just look at these two guys, Hernan Gomez and Jake Lehman. You combine them. You combine them for about 20 minutes. Let's combine the two guys together. So it would be, let's have some fun. Well, it's not really fun. About 19 minutes and, what's wrong with me? 19 minutes and 51 seconds. One field goal attempted one field goal attempted you notice that one offensive rebound i guess that's it yeah one offensive rebound and three personal fouls. <laughs> oh and yeah by the way let's add uh layman's uh assist turnover and steal that's it though in that amount of time between those both of them combined that's your power forwards your main power forwards wow that's terrific and davis got a couple seconds in there when uh, carl got hurt very late in the game which was really de- depressing and sad very depressing and sad, and he was out there as a decoy, so he says. It was a dislocated wrist, and he's weak to weak. <laughs> he's he's weak to weak. <laughs> you know, it's so sad because there was so much positivity in this game, and I wanted to I wanted to ride that into this show today, and I can't. I can't. I want to cry when I think about it, honest to God. I want to cry when I think about other things, too, that I'm hearing in the background, but fudge knuckers. Ugh. <sighs> Boy. Okay. Um D'Angelo Russell wound up with twenty five points and he scored and all that stuff down the stretch and he had that crisp looking Steph Curry like shot from downtown from way out there. But he doesn't he doesn't look like that great of a player to me. I mean nine of twenty-one. He shoots too much. He misses too much. And Nasreed kind of does the same thing. That's what uh a lot of people's favorite guy out there, uh, Britt Robson would say that Nasreed, yeah, he tweeted out Nasreed shoots too damn much. Yeah, he does sometimes, and he hangs out, and it's right when I was talking about how he, how he, it's nice to see him playing more of his inside game, using his athleticism, playing inside, and then he does, and then all of a sudden, there he is right back out there, hanging out behind the arc like a shooting guard, waiting for a spot-up three. Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Frustrating. I knew this was going to happen. It always happens during the show. Ugh. Ugh. Vince Romano might have an idea what I'm frustrated with. Ugh bloody hell. <laughs> Anthony Edwards' Ant was absolutely spectacular in the game. He had a beautiful spin move. He had a Dirk Nowitzki type of a move, a turnaround shot. This is a very fun game to watch for us Ant fans. He needs to be a better rebounder for somebody his size, and hopefully he can do that, but I suppose he kind of hangs out in the perimeter a bit. It's kind of his role then he can dribble into the car, a dribble drive in there, and get something done. One up with 18 points. Malik Beasley, though, I think he is sometimes he reminds me of Rashad McCants. He'll get the points, like Rashad McCants. Wow, we got 18 points. How can you not, like Rashad McCants? It took 17 shots to get there. 17 shots to get there, and of course three free throws added to that. So it's like, think about that. Think about that. If it wasn't for the free throws, you know, his efficiency would be even worse. He'd have less points than field goal attempts. That's bullshit. (laughs) You know, it really is. Actually, Carl Anthony Towns less he had less points at field goal attempts that's bullshit it it is i'm just being honest with you it is it's not good in fact most of the team actually did that but at least we got hot from downtown generally speaking our field goal percentage throughout this entire four games has been blah it's about 43 percent or something in the first two here but we finally started making shots from downtown and get your french dip coupons and the application ready Get your french dip ready yes at least after this one You certainly weren't getting it after the Laker game, but I do believe the Wolves did make it last night versus the Clippers, or should I say last night, the other game. I just called it last night for some reason, but on Tuesday night versus the Clippy Dippies. um, That was nice and everything. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Fun to see, though. Guys like Culver, Anthony Edwards really step up and look just absolutely gorgeous out there. 13 for 19 from the floor. Uh, Five of six from downtown between the two guys. And again, six rebounds from Culver, nice sound defense. Anthony Edwards occasionally actually looks like a better defender than you think. He has his big moments here and there. Uh, Gobert drove me insane in the entire game. He was really difficult to deal with. 17 rebounds. And again, this is another thing where I was just cursing my head off about rebound the bleeping Mickey frickin' ball. This is where we really suck and uh we really suck in the rebounding conversation here. I'm still stunned that the Wolves won the rebounding battle versus Detroit, but that's just because Detroit missed a nine bajillion shots, so it was like free rebounds in a sense. They were in the season of giving. Isn't that cute? Uh, great defense by the Wolves overall in this game. Again, the Wolves beat the Jazz, but if basketball was, uh, if the score was about rebounding, 58-40, to 40, that's all I gotta say. Uh, Gobert out-rebounded the Wolves. He could out-rebound the Wolves by himself practically in this game. It was like that. Uh, very tough to deal with. Somebody named Royce O'Neal, who actually looks kind of like a decent player. I wouldn't mind him on the roster if he's going to pull down 13 rebounds every night. Bogdanovich couldn't hit a shot down the stretch. Donovan Mitchell struggled and struggled and struggled, and he started to get kind of hot in that fourth quarter when the Wolves did that big lead, and all of a sudden it just disappeared. Uh, Mitchell and Conley started making a little bit of shots after sucking the whole game, and it's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And then frickin' Gobert kept getting offensive rebounds. And so did uh, Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich. Lots of offensive rebounds for the Jazz. The the forward trio of Gobert, Bogdanovich, and O'Neal combined. And it's not Shaq, but 14 offensive rebounds just for those three guys. That's pretty crazy. I was cursing my head off, but luckily the Wolves hung on and won the, and won the game. Despite Tiken Okoge going down with what looked like a hamstring pull, possibly. They were calling it a cramp, but he didn't play later on. Um, I don't know. Kind of a scary moment for Okoge. Um uh, Boy, I don't know, man. I don't know. It kind of sucks to see this happening to our guys. But again, Carl had the dislocated wrist, and that was depressing. Um, Jake Layman. Again, I already told you about his line. It was crappy. The Wolves end up winning winning the game, and it felt way better. And that's a good thing. I'm going really long here with just two games. I apologize. I just had way too much to say. I've been talking too much here. But these last two games, you can almost kind of sum it all up in one big, smelly pile of you-know-what. 127-91 on the 27th versus the Lakers. But, but it was a back-to-back, though. It a back-to-back. Yeah, it's a back-to-back. And yeah, you traveled. And yeah, it's the world champion Lakers. And they had no uh, what's-his-face. They had no Anthony Davis. We had no Carl Anthony Towns. And uh, it's kind of a combination of all of the above. It was just like the ugliest game I've ever seen. It was crap. Marcus Sol, he would have probably frustrated Carl Anthony Towns anyway. Carol Kuzma was making everything, and I mean everything. Culver didn't start, but he didn't play that great. He missed everything from downtown. Anthony Edwards, is boofda. He went from a guy who looked really exciting to a guy that, saw a shot, that couldn't make a shot most of the game. He managed to get to 15 at the last moment, so he led the Wolves in scoring again. And the good news is that they talked about LeBron James moving to third all-time, passing Kevin Garnett for the most double-digit games in NBA history passing Kevin Garnett because remember Garnett had that streak going on forever and I mean forever it was really cool it's about like eight years or something it was really fun to keep up with the double digit game streak and all that and that's why he's so high up there and the fact that Michael you know and the fact he played for so long as well uh, I certainly didn't have double digit games his last couple years in the league did he Kevin Garnett because he was 39 40 years old basically um you saw some interesting guys debut, which I'm very excited about long-term talk about them momentarily. Uh, Anthony Edwards, he's got, well, after these four games, like all I can say is four, four double digit, uh, games four out of, uh, four for four so far. And the Kogi injury happened in the Laker game. My apologies. That's what I thought. I was kind of slipping my tongue there. I was looking like, wait a minute. No, I think it was the Laker game. So my apologies there. Uh Anthony Edwards couldn't hit crap, 6 of 21, but again, at least he got to 15 points, and he did the same thing against the Clippers a couple nights later. This was Sunday night, the Laker game. Rubio had an okay performance. He shot 50% overall, but the whole game was awful. Uh, Beasley, again, looks like a McCanth. Russell looks like someone who, I don't know what the, pardon my French. Yeah, but there goes a Akogi there with, they thought it was a pulled or torn hamstring at the time, and then they're like, oh, it's just cramps, cool, but then he doesn't play against the clip, so, okay, I guess. Nas Reed starting at center looks like a fish out of water. Nope, he's, 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 a good, he's a good player and everything, he's talented, he's not a starter, not on any day, he's not. He's not a starter unless you want to put him at power forward, which actually probably wouldn't be the dumbest thing ever. The only problem is you don't have a whole lot else to back up at center, except maybe Ed Davis, who got extended minutes in the game, which he should have. Uh, Hernan Gomez continued to look like balls. Uh, Did get six points in the game. And I'm not trying to be a jerk to him. It's just, he's not that good. And I thought he was better than this. Seriously. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin debut for the season looked adequate. Just, I don't know, four points, whatever. You know. But he was much better against the Clippers, actually. Statistically, anyway. But D'Angelo Russell looked like crap. I mean, he looked like crap. He looked like somebody that didn't even care. He's like, oh, it's a back-to-back, and we're missing people and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, uh, load management. D'Angelo, you know I love you. I'll I'll never forget my feeling though when he signed that thirty million dollar contract. Almost the same I felt when, and this was with the Golden State Warriors, of course. Almost the same feeling I felt when the Minnesota Vikings signed Kirk Cousins for thirty million. Almost the same feeling. It's it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy, doesn't it? I'm so happy he got his thirty million and everything, but thirty million dollars, really? Thirty million dollars for this. I mean, you know, tough. You know, suck it up, dude. It's a it's a back to back. You can perform better than this. You know, seven turnovers in only like twenty minutes. Four points, two of seven. Just no life, no no nothing. But yeah, he he can kind of you know call out orders, this and that, and it's cute and everything. Like he's kind of having conversations with the players, and yeah, we got to do this and this and this. Okay, no, move that way. That's cute and everything, but I'm not seeing any real leadership out of him. Gotta see more, especially when you're making that kind of money. Oh, boy. I'll get to the positives here in a second, because there were positives to come out of this game. There were. Nothing with Beasley. Oko- oh, O'Kogi's injury, That sucks. You know. Nas Reed was adequate, blah, blah, blah. Lehman finally scored 10 points. That's unbelievable. But that's because other people were setting him up and, well, somebody had to score and he was playing in garbage time minutes when he got the points. Before that, he wasn't doing jack. <sighs> okay, I got the negative out of the way. Ready for a little bit of positivity? Can you guess who? It's two guys. Jarrett Vanderbilt. Jarid, not Jarrett. There's Jarrett Culver who did not play well. And Jaden McDaniels. Wow, I really like what I saw out of these two guys. Jaden McDaniels, nice energy. He's got the nice catch and shoot three, but I guess every forward now shoots three-pointers. But he also played really sound defense. The two steals are a pretty cool thing to see, but he actually played solid defense. It wasn't just that he got two steals, you know, so it's just on him, oh, he must be a good defender if he got two steals. No, he looked good out there. Jared Vanderbilt got three steals. <laughs> Three, And he got six rebound. no, seven rebounds, six assists. He's a good passer. He actually set up Hernan Gomez for, no, this was uh, Lehman last night. Or no, or was it in this one? It might have been in both games. Uh, on cuts to the basket, just beautiful lead passes to the hoop. The guy can pass. The guy can defend. He's got a nice energy. He can rebound. He's a skinny son of a gun, Jared Vanderbilt, out of Kentucky. The good news is he's 21 years old. He's 21 years old and he's this good. Okay. he's He's got some talent. And I know it's garbage time, but he looked really good, though. And he, you know, I, I want to see Jared Vanderbilt be in the uh, rotation and get meaningful minutes in meaningful games. If there's such a thing as a meaningful game these days. If there's such a thing. Uh, let's try to stay 500 if we can somehow, some way. But really liked what I thought of Jared Vanderbilt. Obviously, I like the energy, the defensive presence. And that smooth shot by Jane McDaniels, smooth as silk, and that catch-and-shoot, it looked really good. And I'll, I'm I'm not just saying it. He looked damn good on those. Uh, but Jared Vanderbilt's got some energy and stuff. Uh, he's, he's you know, like right away I thought about the Junkyard Dog, but he might end up being better someday, hopefully. Uh, Jerome Williams years ago, the Junkyard Dog, Toronto Raptors and such. Really tough, interesting player. You know, Junkyard Dog kind of did a little bit of everything Kind of like Jared Vanderbilt right now. Uh, Vanderbilt—he can really pass the ball, though. He's got a real playmaking ability. He led the Wolves in assists. Uh, you know, he—he he can move the ball for a forward, and it's—it's it's impressive to see. It's—he's obviously not a point forward or anything like that, but it's the way he just kind of—he'll get the ball and set other players up, and it's nice. It's nice. It's a couple of those, uh, at least one of them was a uh, kind of a kick out to McDaniel's for three. I know the other was Rubio. Uh, but really impressed by those two guys, and Ed Davis is a damn good rebounder too, for uh, and you know for what you know for what he is as his role, whatever, defensive kind of a, a, a backup player, but he can play a little bit. Not as quick as, uh, yeah. Oh, and Vanderbilt is very quick. Certainly not as quick as him and McDaniel's. Obviously, super young, only twenty years old, and he looks like he's about fourteen. Jake McDaniel's looks really young. Like Vanderbilt, at least, kind of, sort of, looks like a young adult. Or McDaniel's looks like he's about. 14 years old. He looks real young. We'll see what happens. Both of them got to play. Uh, got to play against the uh, the Clippers as well on uh, Tuesday night. Really like what I see out of these two guys, and let's see. Let's let's go. Let's go. You know. Let's see what happens between them. Hopefully, it keeps happening, and uh, I'm very pleased. <coughs> it's uh it's really cool stuff. So with that, we can quickly now. Well, quickly, I don't know if quickly is a word anymore. Wow, look at the time. I apologize. I had a lot to say. Uh, I guess I'm back doing Timberwolves' explosion again. I had a lot to say. A lot. So, that's Timberwolves' explosion. Clippers, the last game of the year. Woo-hoo-hoo. And wrapping up with a real gem here. Losing by 23 points. And the Los Angeles Clippers, the world world champion Los Angeles Lakers are on there. Yes, yes, they are, Chick Hearn. And they are the world champion Lakers. Clippers hope to be like conference finalists at least. It'd be about time, wouldn't it? You got to see Amir Coffee and you got to see Daniel Oturo. What is this, go for basketball or something? Well, kind of. Uh, and, yeah, let's see. Go Amir Coffee and Daniel Oturo. He, uh, Daniel Oturo, let me tell you. Starting center for the Clippers in a year or two. Mark my words. Write that down. Daniel Oturo, starting center for the Clippers. And, actually, he'll be one of the better centers, I think. Not a star, but good. He's going to be a good player. Malik Malik Rashad McCants back at it again. 5 of 16, Rashad McCants. 2 of 8 from downtown. I'm starting to regret signing Malik Beasley. He's, he's got talent. He's got ability. He's too much of a gunner. He's too much of a gunner. I I don't know. He guns too much. You know, that's what I didn't like about Derrick Rose. That's what I don't like about Rashad McCants. That's what I didn't like about a lot of players. He guns too much. Sometimes Anthony Edwards, you could say the same. and Ant. Sorry, Ant. Uh, I want to vibe with you, Ant, so I'll say Ant. Okay, Ant. Well, he shot well from downtown, four of seven, but overall, he struggled in a big way. All of his makes were three-pointers. That's good. One up with 12 points. Kind of a scary line, though. In almost 25 minutes, he didn't pull down one rebound and nothing else. He did block a shot, which was great, showing a little athleticism. Nas Reed efficient for the amount of time he was out there. Russell just again... There's something missing with Russell. He's starting to remind me of Kirk Cousins. He is an expensive guy who's got a nice smile and all that, but then it's like, ah, uh, okay. One thing about Kirk Cousins that he's got on D'Angelo Russell right away is he's uh, he's more durable than D'Angelo Russell. Kirk Cousins, knock on wood. Not that he's going to be playing any games after Sunday or anything this year, but it is what it is. Uh I don't know, Rubio, his best game of the year so far, a couple of catch-and-shoot threes from the corner, that was great. He he actually shot super well, 6 of 8. He looked like Utah or Phoenix Rubio in this game. He looked good. And, he, of course, he started because I, I don't know why he started, but he did. Denzel Russell, no, I guess there was no uh, Jared Culver, and we're not ready to bring in... Uh, excuse me, there was no uh, Josh Sikogi, and we weren't ready to bring in Anthony Edwards. So... I don't know. I'm not, I am don't know if I'm buying the whole cramp thing. I think it was a little bit worse than that. Unfortunately. Culver, well, he missed 10 shots and he got 10 rebounds. Four of them offensive. And a couple of them were um, you know, rebounds and put back attempts that didn't work out. That's kind of sad. But 10 rebounds for Jared Culver. You're starting power forward because it's not Billy Greasley. <laughs> starting power forward. Hey, he did what a power forward's supposed to do. Get 10 rebounds. So that's nice. <clears throat> but Everything else didn't work out so good. That's too bad. I, and I like Culver. I'm, I'm rooting for him. But giving you honest assessment of his performance, he didn't play that good. Jordan McLaughlin had nine assists in the game. How about that? Very solid. A lot of it's kind of semi-garbage time. It wasn't completely garbage time yet, but might as well have been. Ed Davis, again, what a nice rebounder and limited action. Pretty cool stuff there. Um, Jane McDaniels made the one sh- uh made the one shot he attempted, and he also added a free throw. That's nice. Again, seeing a little bit of energy from him, and a lot of it's good defense. In this Clipper game, the Wolves looked really good early on, and then the second quarter happened, and it was just like the bottom went out of the court, and the Wolves never recovered. Third quarter was bad also. Not as bad as the second, but it was bad enough. I mean, guys were knocking the ball away. Rubio, even Russell, Anthony Edwards was knocking the ball away. It was kind of exciting and, and positive, and Culver as well. And then just things went down that crapper in that second quarter. I don't know what happened other than we just aren't as good as the Clippers, I guess. Jared Vanderbilt, again, I mean, extremely efficient. This time he actually put the ball in the basket a couple times. One was a really nice alley-oop play that was set up earlier in the game. That was great. Rubio, I believe, set him up. No, it was McLaughlin set him up on an alley-oop, and he was able to put it in I was a little worried because the way he went down, I was like, oh, no, no, please, not another injury. And he's just getting started, the poor guy. He didn't even play last year, not for us, after acquiring him from Denver. But uh, 9.6 rebounds, and assist, beautiful pass to Mr. Lehman for one of his only, one of his two baskets. So Lehman actually got on the scoreboard, even though he didn't start. And he shouldn't start. He's going to play the same amount of minutes anyway off the bench. He's like the 10th man. So what? Just leave him, put him where he is. You, you know, and I, I have wanted Culver to start and Anthony Edwards versus, uh, you know, Okoge. But, I don't know. Culver, I don't know, man. Over 10. What the hell? I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. He just stunk. That's too bad. Nice to see McLaughlin add up the assists. Certainly not much of an offensive guy, but he's a pretty good floor general. I like McLaughlin. And this is a game where you played all three point guards in the game. It's kind of interesting setup, but it works, and that's where that way nobody played too many minutes in any case. It was kind of like you're balancing things out, especially when you have a guy that really wants his load management. And I'm going to keep talking about that because I hate that stuff. Come on, Russell. Come on, D'Angelo. Come on, D'Angelo, Russell. Come on now. Come on. Wancho looks like crap again. He just, I don't think he can play, and it's too bad. And, and I know, oh, it's just the first couple of games, you know, settle down. Uh, okay, I guess he didn't really play for Denver for a reason. Vanderbilt was too young and just getting started. Uh, I, Vanderbilt is a quirky, interesting. He's he's the junkyard dog. He's junkyard dog 2.0 for me. He's he's the new junkyard dog. That's what I'm gonna call him. Jared the junkyard dog. Vanderbilt sounds kind of good. I guess it rolls off your tongue a little bit. Want yo you make a shot once in a while, Hernan Gomez? Yeah, want you. Wancho play better. Okay, sorry. Yeah, well, I mean you're seeing positive positivity out of Jared Vanderbilt, Jaden McDaniels. McDaniels is not gonna get extensive minutes yet, but he, he there's something there with Jaden McDaniels. He's a good defensive player. Jaden McDaniels is a good defensive player, and so is Jared Vanderbilt. He's got a boy he's got a lot of energy. Um, Vanderbilt is not a starter in the NBA, I don't think, but he deserves to be in in the rotation, even on a playoff team, I think. I think he could be that kind of guy, a solid rotational guy. That would actually be a household name for certain teams because I think he'd be damn popular, especially if he's on the TV enough, you know, and people get to know who the heck he is. He's p- People are going to know who Jared Vanderbilt is, I think, in the next few years. They're going to know who he is because he there there is an energy, there is a swagger to his game that I'm very impressed with. And I could tell Darren Doogie Wolfson on the Scoop podcast was extremely intrigued by him. And I remember listening to the uh, the Scoop podcast. It is episode three twelve. If you want to jump back into that one, so here I go recommending this. Not because not because the Scoop podcast needs my help. They're doing he's doing just fine, Darren Drugi Wolfston. But uh, it's because it's a very interesting interview. September the first, episode three twelve. Jarrett Vanderbilt. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, yep, so if you want to kind of scroll back, you know, you look in that that podcast feed, scroll back to September 1st, episode 312, Jared Vanderbilt. Josh Akogi was on that one also. But the Vanderbilt interview, you know, you could hear a guy who's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm very intrigued by the guy. Very intrigued by Jared Vanderbilt moving forward when it comes to the Wolves and all that. I apologize this segment's super-duper long, but well, I was four games to review, and I had a lot to say, and it had been forever. So with that, I'll keep quiet now. The Wolves, obviously... Did not play well in the two Los Angeles games at Staples Center. With that said, the awards to pass out. I'm going to give the Johnny Flynn Memorial first. It's to our Johnny Flynn point guard right now. I'm not impressed, even though he put a he scored a lot of points and everything, D'Angelo Russell. But boy, something's missing. Please show me more D'Angelo. I I know there's more. There has to be. You're the Johnny Flynn Memorial, even though it probably should go to Juancho Herman Gomez. Nah, you know, it should go to Wancho Herman Gomez and to Jake Lehman. It really should. I am gonna give it to them, but honorable mention to uh D'Angelo Russell, he's sure as hell not getting any uh Lone Wolf award or anything. But uh D'Angelo, what a frustration it is so far starting out the season. The Lone Wolf Award for this episode. Oh boy, I don't know, man. It's gonna go to D'Angelo Russell, no. It could have gone to like guys like Reed. Uh, Not really. It could have gone to, like, Culver, or somebody like that. But he shot so effing poorly. (laughs) Oh, man. And obviously Carl... (sighs) It's just going to go to Carl by default, even though he missed the last two games. Honorable mention is going to go to Jared Vanderbilt because of the energy he brought. And it gives us some positivity that we have a rotation player that's going to probably unseat a couple guys. Uh, at some point very soon. Anthony Edwards, he shot so effing poorly against the Clippers, uh, or Lakers, I don't know. One, one, one way I would give him honorable mention is because he was at least consistent in terms of he got double-digit points in all four games, but I suppose so did D'Angelo Russell. No, he didn't even get that against the uh, the Lakers. He was so bad against the Lakers. He was bad, Russell. Um, it's going to be Carl by default and that's it, and then Vanderbilt honorable mention. With that said, I'll finally shut up and then we can preview four games going into next week and into next year. I understand guys are injured, but for crying out loud, I think we could do a little better than this. Back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number two preview segment four games to preview, but one of them we're playing twice. That'd be the Denver Nuggets, so it's kind of like three, two, and stuff. But so that'll make it a little bit easier. That's the good part. Bad part is nothing's easy, I guess, except for playing the Washington Wizards. Though we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna sort of Timberwolves ring in the new year. As everybody likes to say ringing in the new year, ring in the new year. Whatever that means it's they're just playing on uh, January 1st as far as I'm concerned at home versus the Washington Wizards We'll see how much at home means it didn't mean a whole lot last year for some strange reason We don't understand gonna backtrack very quickly though Very quickly to segment number one came up with something During the break that I should have probably said in the first segment, but I didn't so that's why we're all human This is Ricky Rubio talking about the uh, play of the Timberwolves in Los Angeles, you know, like both of the teams Yeah, okay Ricky Rubio rips Wolves' selfish play. This was by the, uh, the Star Tribune. This is from the Star Tribune, courtesy of the Star Tribune. Hoops Hype, I guess, kind of like took the cut of his quote. So Hoops Hype and Star Tribune, of course, contributing to what I'm about to say and what Rubio said. So they said, first, he said Wolves were playing selfish after they jumped out to an early lead. That's against the Clippers especially. And then Rubio says, when things weren't going our way, everybody goes playing selfish. We have to learn. Yep, so it's basically like guys jacking up shots. Okay, I'm going to start shooting three, and that's kind of how it was. I was like sitting there getting mad. Rubio continues saying, there's a lot of excuses. We're young, blah, 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 (laughs) this and that. But once you step on the court, you're playing for an NBA team, and the last two games, it's been ridiculously bad. There's no other words to put it, and we have to get better. I think we didn't learn from that game against the Lakers. And again, via the Minneapolis Star Tribune, woo-hoo. And, of course, as Hoops Hype originally, Uh, Hoops Hype had kind of put that together. Courtesy of the Star Tribune. Uh, Thanks to both of those publications. Well, yeah, I like what Ricky Rubio said. I agree with that. It's good that he's uh, willing to kind of jump into things. Years ago, you wouldn't have seen that. Uh, Rubio, it's kind of like Brad Johnson. When he came back to the Vikings, he was a little different. You know, Uh, in his case, he'd won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay a few years earlier. That was after he'd left Minnesota. A lot tougher. They're just kind of a little bit different personality coming back. Kind of a stronger person. Like Rubio obviously clearly is a stronger person. His English is stronger and all that. Um, and it's not just about his English, but again, it's very. he's a stronger personality now compared to back then. That's what happens when you turn 30. And I agree 1,000% with what Ricky said. Uh, I'm not the giant biggest Ricky Rubio fan in the history of the world. Uh, he's, he's made some goofy mistakes, but... In some of these games, jacking up threes and a kind of a some crazy turnovers here and there, but generally speaking, what he said, I, I agree with. And hopefully, that uh, players take heart to it and play better against the Washington Wizards, who I will preview now, Friday, the foist of January, uh, 2021. We're happy for New Year's, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread until next year. Then, next year's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and we just go on and on and on and on. Probably no Carl Anthony Towns. This is the first of only two meetings between the two clubs. Well, at least we'll play them twice. Of course, the schedule's going to be odd, so certain teams will probably only play once, or we'll eat into our Western Conference schedule a bit with others. It's going to be interesting. We'll have play in Washington, D.C., where, well, somebody's going to be president on February 27th. We'll see what happens with that. My thoughts will uh, remain what they are. over 4 in Washington's case, Minnesota 2 and 2 overall. Apparently, no, oh, the, the Wizards are 0-4. They won a preseason game against Detroit, and that's nice. Uh, very impressive stuff thus far. So far, the Washington Wizards are 16th in points scored. Wolves are 26th. Washington 17th in rebounds. Wolves are 18th. That's kind of funny. You'd think we were worse, but I guess we had a couple of good moments. Field goal percentage, Washington's crushing us. 14th to 28th. The Wizards have a significantly worse free throw percentage. 24th to 14th. 3-point percentage, Washington's ahead also. The Wolves are 29th still on three-point percentage. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's great. I probably don't need to go over all of this stuff, but, I mean, you know, generally Bradley Beal's off to a great start, but they're not winning games. 32 points a game for him. Russell Westbrook's averaging a triple-double again. He's throwing an Oscar Robertson impression. I'm guessing he's going to average that this year easily because he's already, what, he's at 13.7 rebounds a game. He's getting more rebounds than Carl Anthony Towns. He's getting more assists than John Stockton, and he's averaging 19 points which is fine because, yeah, let Bradley Beal do most of the scoring. Let him be the leading scorer. Uh, 12.7 assists? Are you kidding me? So, cool, cool statistics and everything by Russell Westbrook, but dare I call him the big box score? Because he is the big box score. I, I I think so. I won't call it empty stats because at least he has a lot of energy in this and that, which is kind of cool, you know, good for him, respect and all that. He's kind of an ass sometimes, uh, and, and they lost to the Bulls. I mean, they, they lost to the Bulls. <laughs> They got beat by eight points by the Bulls most recently on the 29th. They'll play the Bulls again uh, tonight on the uh, (laughs) New Year's Eve. So I'm fessing up what day it is. We're recording the show a little early this this week. Normally the Timberwolves Explosion podcast will be released on Fridays. I figure since there's a break in between Tuesday and Friday, might as well just get the show out uh, as soon as possible. Just get it done. Just so everything's finished and ready and everything's fresh. This and that and then uh, hopefully you enjoy your new year and all that. But yeah, we'll be playing the Bulls again, so the Wizards will be on a back-to-back and then come to Minnesota. Not that far of travel, but uh, I don't think they're going to enjoy that very much, having to travel at that time, so that kind of sucks for them, I guess. <sighs> Denny Avdia is, uh, again, the Israeli, the Israeli star everyone's excited about. We'll see if that ended up being a genius pick for the Washington Wizards. You know, off to seven and a half points and blah, blah, blah. First four games of his career, not expecting a whole lot. It's basically about their backcourt right now with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Dave Bartanz is okay. Uh, Morris Wagner, I'm kind of a fan, sort of. I kind of liked him. I played for the Lakers for a minute. I remember he was good for Michigan. Solid player, helped them get to the national championship game, but they lost to the Michigan Wolverines. Jerome Robinson, another crappy start to his uh, second season now in the NBA. Man, come on, Jerome. I really like that guy. Coming into the draft a year ago, I really like Jerome Robinson. If you listen to my uh, draft preview, so to speak, I believe that was State of the Timberwolves 2019. I just love Jerome Robinson. It might have been tr- 2018, actually. Kind of crazy. It's already been that long, and he hasn't done squad. Wolves should be able to beat the Washington Wizards, I would hope. I would hope things look get together. Hopefully they listen to Ricky Rubio. The Wolves should have enough talent to be better than the Washington Wizards. We'll see. Uh, we've had some bad games against Russell Westbrook, this and that. Bradley Beal's a talented guy. We've always struggled against Washington for some strange reason. Last year, we lost at home and won over there, where usually we never beat the Wizards in Washington, like ever. So we'll see what happens. I think the Wolves win the game, I think. It's funny how they're actually better in a lot of statistics, though. So. But that's what happens when you have two two legitimate stars in your backcourt. Compared to the Wolves, you know, we have some stars and kind of don't. I, I thought Russell, uh, I just almost called him Russell Westbrook. D'Angelo Russell was better than he is. I don't know. I don't know. D'Angelo Russell's starting to remind me of the Lakers' D'Angelo Russell, where he's just kind of there, you know. He takes some crazy shots and this and that, and he doesn't play good defense, and he's just kind of there, and and he's expensive and stuff. That's kind of uh, D'Angelo Russell so far. I guess the Wolves win, just because I'm believing that they're going to take heart to what was said. No, Carl Anthony Towns does not help, but I think Nas Reed's going to have one of his better games against the Wizards. I'm hoping uh, unfortunately, they do out-rebound oh, the Wolves pretty strongly so far to the Wizards. Uh, I think the Wizards-Wolves somehow win the game. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I got a sneaky feeling he's going to get into the 20s in the game. Somehow, way. Ant, or whatever you want to call him. D'Angelo Russell needs to come out with 30. I don't know, though. He's probably not going to. I don't know what to think of him. D'Angelo Russell with 25, Anthony Edwards with 25, and the Wolves somehow win the game, 120 to 117. In a very close battle. Might even go to OT. Where it'd be like 125 to 123 or something crazy like that. Yeah, we'll get to go to OT with the last place team. That's going to be fun and exciting. Then we get to play Denver. Oh boy. We get to play the Denver Nuggets. Oh boy. <laughs> on the 3rd and the 5th. Home game with Denver on the 3rd. And January 5th in the Mile High City. On the 5th oh boy yeah i know denver's uh you know i mean we've had some awesome games against this team let's be honest we've had some historically fun games against this club somehow they're one and three to start the season but so what i mean i'm not that worried about denver at this point in their case they've got their seventh in the league in scoring they're actually a worse rebounding club than us for some reason 50 percent from the floor so far despite being one and three okay so they're absolutely annihilating us in that category. Free throw percentage is what it is. We're actually good at free throws, which is kind of funny. And three percentage, they're in the middle of the league. And again, Wolves are at the bottom. Ah, man. Seventh in the league in scoring. Feels Actually, it feels like they should be higher. But overall, field goal percentage is where they're third. Eh, I don't think the Wolves win this game. I don't think so. Jamal Murray's torched us every single time. Jokic is just going to embarrass us, I think. I don't think he's going to make Nas Reed feel good about himself after the game. Michael Porter Jr. just keeps getting better and better and better and better. Young rising uh, player. I won't call him a star, but a young rising star of the Denver Nuggets, I guess. Uh, Good for him, though. 19 points a game, about 7 rebounds. Jokic Jokic likes to make the Wolves feel like a joke. Uh, He's averaging 6 turnovers a game for some reason. So a little bit wild, a little bit crazy. Chemistry, something's not right so far with Denver to open up this season. Gary Harris historically has been a great three-point shooter, but he stinks so far. Just like last year, he stunk from downtown. It was like he was shooting like 29%, 17 so far this year. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. I have no freaking idea. Michael Porter Jr. is a stretch four, 43%. Jokic 40%. Jamal Murray 36. Jamal can be a bit of a gunner, but generally, uh, obviously, he's got star potential. Uh, He's not shot well so far this year though. (laughs) <laughs> under 40% so far from the floor. So that's the hope for the Wolves, but I just don't have a good vibe in either of these games. I kind of think the Wolves are going to drop them both for some reason. And then Denver will be right on top of things again. Minnesota's actually kind of tied for second with Portland right now. Felt like we're, feel like we're underneath the underneath the uh, the crust of the earth at the moment with the way they played in Los Angeles generally in both games. It was so bad. Portland we're going to be playing next. They're also 2-2 two and two. Uh, I got a crappy feeling that after this week the Wolves are going to be riding the pine in the Northwest Division. We're still in the same division. You know, unlike the NHL, we're still in the same division. There's going to be a good number of games between these uh, teams. So it's a bigger schedule, obviously. It's not a little 50-game schedule. 72. 72. That's not far off from, uh, you know, the 82. That's standard Denver Nuggets. Their only regular season win was against Houston, who's not good anymore. Uh, They lost, uh, them being the Denver Nuggets, lost to Sacramento twice. Wow, twice. They lost to them by two points in their season opener on the 23rd. Got beat by the Clippers, 128-108. to Beat Washington, 124-111. to And got beat by 10 in Sacto. How about the Sacramento Kings so far, huh? And then they play us twice, which I think could be a boost. <laughs> they'll play on New Year's Day, them being the Nuggets, against the Phoenix Suns. With Chris Paul and, uh, you know, Booker and all them. See how that turns out. I don't think they'll win that game, but you never know. We'll see. <sighs> Boy. Boy, I don't know I don't like this matchup Maybe maybe we'll be lucky to get a split That's what I'm hoping for at least a split between these two teams Not trying to be negative just being honest with you uh, We only play the Nuggets twice this year So that's how you reduce the schedule We won't be playing our division rivals Four times like normal So that's it after these two games We won't see the Nuggets again unless we play them in the postseason Somehow In the uh, you know, play-in tournament or God knows what Right now we'd be the eighth seed in the Western Conference, and we'd play the Clippers in the first round. That's going to go well. <laughs> yeah. What What made you think that would, uh, what made you think uh, that the Wolves would struggle against the Clippers? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think we'd be okay. <laughs> not. I didn't like what I saw. Maybe maybe that was just an anomaly and the Wolves are better than that. I, I hope. And again, it certainly like doesn't help not having Carl Anthony Towns. I know. I know, that's kind of common sense, but somebody else needs to step up. you got all these other players. You know, Culver's better than over 10 from the floor. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's better than the garbage he, he showed the, in, in both Los Angeles games, quite frankly. Oh, my God, it's just terrible. The clear the Laker game, it's like way to show up against the team that, that dumped you off. Like, oh, yeah, we took you number one overall, and we're so disappointed in you. Yeah, just get out of here. That's pretty much what the Lakers did. And after he went to Brooklyn and played way better did D'Angelo Russell, and that's when the Wolves got uh, very interested in D'Angelo. Of course, the Wolves being uh, Gerson Rosas, of course. Great performances in Brooklyn. Um, Can the Wolves win once against Denver? Maybe. Maybe we squeak out one with some defensive effort, some consistent defensive effort, but I don't know. That that whole team is intact, and we're not. That's what tells me it's going to be a Nuggets sweep. It's going to be a golden sweep for the Denver Nuggets. The Wolves will beat the Washington Wizards. We will not beat Denver in either game. Home game versus Denver. The Wolves lose something like uh, ah yeah, yeah, yeah What do we lose against the Nuggets? I don't know. Too much to too little, right? Doesn't that sound smart? Don't, don't I sound like a smart guy? One twenty-five. Yeah, Denver's going to score some points, I think, but it's going to it's going to be like one twenty-five to one eighteen at home. And then on the road, I think Denver's something. I think something goes rotten for the Wolves, I think. I just don't feel good about it. Something like 132. I don't know, I'm going to say, you know, 132. No, actually, it's going to be lower scoring. Whenever we play Denver over there, it's lower scoring for some reason. So that one will be 117 to 100. The Wolves only manage 100 points in Denver, and the Nuggets beat us by 17. It's not trying to be negative. It's just the way it is. We're undermanned. Uh, I don't know what our problem is. Obviously, you got young guys, and other players just simply aren't stepping up. And if they do, that's what'll make the difference. Guys like D'Angelo Russell, guys like uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards having some kind of coming out party against Denver in one of these games, or against Portland coming up. Uh, that'll help us win a game, possibly, if he goes off for his first 30. Something like that. But if it's like 15 points and like one of nine from downtown again, you're not going to beat him. We're not going to beat him. That's nine, that's, that's eight shots clanging off the rim and was probably not getting the offensive rebound against Jokic. Jokic, Jokic is probably gonna gonna vacuum up those rebounds, most likely. Even though for some reason Denver only twenty fifth in the league in rebounding, but I bet you anything that magically changes when the Wolves play against the Denver Nuggets because Sacramento is a good rebounding team. Don't forget they're one of the best. Just you know, just think about uh, Rashawn Holmes. Okay, that's all you gotta say. That guy is a tough son of Obama. He's a damn good rebounder. He is. Portland Trailblazers. They're two and two on the season, just like the Wolves. Just like the Wolves. See, we're as good as Portland. You know, Portland had some. Portland is very polar. They'll have a great game and then they'll get smoked. But again, that's what happens when they when you play back to backs. Certainly doesn't help. The only time we play the Blazers. So again, that's how you get your reduced schedule. We'll play Washington twice, and division rival Portland once. Okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to do your schedule. We'll play the Blazers once. We're only playing Portland once this year. Hi, Portland. Bye, Portland. (laughs) Well, that's kind of a bummer. I kind of like this quote-unquote rivalry, especially if you have D'Angelo Russell versus uh, Damian Lillard. I mean, even though I think Damian Lillard's, eh, I think he's a little better than D'Angelo Russell so far in their careers. I think so. I mean, everybody's got a better field goal percentage. Everybody's scoring more points. Portland's, only, Portland's kind of middle of the road in every statistic except free throw percentage. Damn, they make everything. Seventh in the league. seventy eight 79%, pardon me, three point percentage. They're right in the middle, too. They're literally right in the middle. So they're going to be one of those teams that's going to be about what, I, uh, about what I was expecting in the season preview episode where I had them about eighth, ninth, you know, something like that, just kind of floating around. Just kind of floating around eighth, ninth, tenth, this and that. That's about where Portland's going to be in the West. Kind of like where they are now. Cause they're just middle of the road, which I'm sure their fan base is really frustrated. You got tons of talent in the backcourt, the rest of the team, eh, but when that backcourt plays well, yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. C.J. McCollum leading the club in scoring officially, with 28 a game so far in those two in those four games. I don't think he's going to maintain that kind of number, 23 or something is more realistic. Damian Lillard, 23 a game, six assists. Both players averaging 6.3 assists, so they're really leading the way in just about every category. Uh, Gary Trent off to a good start, but generally because of one super good game. Uh, he's hitting his three so far this year. Gary Trent Jr., good for him. <laughs> he's about 60% from downtown so far this year. Again, one really good game against the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's what kind of uh, jumped Gary Trent Jr.'s numbers up. Hopefully they continue to go up. Anthony Simmons, Simons, pardon me, is still invisible. He was one of those kind of high school guys. Yeah, Well, He played overseas for a year, I guess. It was kind of like uh, LaMelo Ball, basically. As raw as it gets in his second year, not a whole lot going on. LaMelo Ball last night for Charlotte had his first breakout game. That was nice, and they actually won. Pretty impressive win, actually, for the Charlotte Hornets. Hopefully they keep things going in the right direction. Rodney Hood, boy, he's just damaged goods, unfortunately. He's way at the end of the bench now. Only 15 minutes a game, and isn't doing a whole lot. It's too bad. I really liked Rodney Hood in the past. Nurkic and, and Cantor are good players, but they're not that good. Cantor's okay. At least he gets 10 rebounds a game because somebody has to. Somebody's got a rebound. So does Nurkic. Nurkic is another decent rebounder. Obviously, Carmelo Anthony Jr. Did I just call him Carmelo Anthony Jr.? Carmelo Anthony. I'm looking at Gary Trent. That's why I'm going crazy. Gary Trent Jr. Carmelo Anthony, you know, he's exciting here and there. He's not that good of a shooter. He's 12 points a game. He's just he's just a spark plug at this point in his career. It's Car- yeah, it's Carmelo Anthony, but he's ancient history now. Remember, he's older than LeBron James. He came in the same draft, but he went to college for a year. He went to Syracuse. You know the school where they play zero defense. That one. Uh, Robert Covington also gets a ton of minutes, but he doesn't score at all. He makes his shots though. I mean, he's he's like, jeez. He well, he doesn't make his shots actually. I'm looking at the wrong guy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, he's been really struggling with his shot actually. He, he's 34 percent. Doesn't make threes. He was much better with the Wolves. Let's just leave it at that. He was way better here. And he was pretty good with the Houston Rockets as well. He's stunk so far for Portland. You'd think he'd be a good fit for them. But that's why they're kind of a mediocre, middle of the road team. Because it seems like the only guys that really play well in Portland are McCollum and Lillard. Everyone else just kind of goes there to die, it seems like. (laughs) Though I suppose Enos Cantor is extending his career pretty nicely. Portland just recently got smashed by the Clippers 128 to 105. That was just last night. On NBA TV, just got smashed. NBA TV channel there. Portland, uh, yep, yeah, they've only played four games. My God, in the preseason, they lost 129-96. to 96. That was in the preseason back on the 18th. Utah, they lost by 20 against the Jazz. 20! They beat Houston by two points, 128-126. to 126. That's semi-epic, I guess. Gary Trent's quote-unquote epic game against the Los Angeles Lakers. 115-107 to 107 in Staples Center. And then, yeah, they had the stable Center uh, two-step, so to speak, and got crushed by the Clippers after beating the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in attendance. Gary Trent Jr. at 28 points off the bench, knocking down the Open J, as uh, Mr. <laughs> Trent Doctor would say, through 7 of 11. He was 7 of 11 from downtown, and 7 of 11 is making a comeback, so I'm happy about that here in the Twin Cities, at least supposedly. Yeah, you'd think they'd still get plenty of business, right? Because that's an essential kind of a place. You know, it's food and stuff. So, just like gas stations. <sighs> what am I talking about? So, yeah, I think they'd be coming bad. They're going to make a comeback around here, which is nice. 7-11. 7-11, Gary Trent Jr. Against the Lakers. We'll see what he can do other than that, though. So far, so far, he's been pretty much invisible other than that great game. We'll see what happens against the Wolves. Make a little homecoming against the Wolves here. Gary Trent Jr. who wound up in Duke. Duke. Of course, Gary Trent Sr. played for the Wolves. A big, tough guy. Friend of Kevin Garnett's. And uh, very much uh, not happy with the Glenn Taylor Garnett situation. And 10 billion percent on Garnett's side. And I understand, I guess. Don't agree a thousand percent with what he said. But uh, he sounded a little on the harsh side. Did Gary Trent Sr. But I guess I wasn't there, so I can't judge too much with the vibe between uh, Glenn Taylor, Garnett, and Gary Trent, all that. Gary Trent was always a bit on the outspoken side, but he was kind of right a lot of times when it came to, you know, with the Wolves and stuff, when he would uh, be a backup player, and then he'd get to start because somebody got injured and how they'd be like hell with you once the starter comes back. He got frustrated with that, how he wound up with like two minutes a game or something after the player that was uh, injured came back. It might have been Joe Smith or something back in the day, because we're talking back in the day now when it comes to Gary Trent Sr. and the Wolves. It's a, it's a while ago. Ah, oh, boy. Well, yeah, it's a while. It was before Garnett's MVP season. So, Wolves will not beat the Portland Trailblazers, I don't think. So, it could be an epic back-and-forth type of battle. I'm babbling too much, and I apologize. Kind of, This show is going to be longer, much longer than I was planning on, and I apologize, but that's because I babbled too much at the beginning. In Portland, I think the Wolves do not win the game, it's going to be something along the likes of like one fifteen to one twelve. It'll be a close game. I think the Wolves play very well in Portland, but just find a way to not win. And you know somebody like you know McCollum, McCollum and, and Dave Lillard will get like thirty each. I think they combine for sixty points. It's just that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be unless uh, you know unless Malik Beasley, somebody like that, really shows up and has some great uh, great performance. That's the other guy that could really show up and have thirty points. But he's just too erratic for me. That's what I don't like about Malik Beasley. A little too erratic. I'm picking 115-113 loss in Portland. Forgive my negativity, but that's how I feel with these games coming up. I think the Wolves the next week coming up with San Antonio twice and Memphis twice might pick up a couple wins there. I think, yeah, I think you might get multiple wins there at the end of the day. I'm not picking the Wolves to be, uh, you know, to win like 40 games this year in the 72-game schedule. I don't think it's going to happen, but I guess you never know. I'm hoping. That said, we'll take a quick break. Fan interaction coming up.
1: Joey? I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and everything's going well for you over there. Um, sorry it's been so long. It's just been a bit, a bit of a hectic year, as it is for everyone, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I've had a bit of time to watch, watch the games, watch them live for a change. and Yeah, i got a bit of time today, so I thought I'd do a quick recording for you. Uh, I've got three points that I want to go over. The first being how bad D'Angelo Russell was in the Lakers game. Uh, I think he shot two or seven, two or ten maybe, and he had seven turnovers. Just terrible shot selection on those shots, and just his passing was decision making passing it was just terrible. Um, in a game where you really needed him to step up, no towns. I know he's not going to be like the best defensive player, but offensively, I thought we were going to see a big game from him and just didn't supply it. But uh, that was just a terrible game all around. Everyone seemed pretty flat from that Utah game. That was a really grindy game that they got through. And it was a nice win, but they really... Yeah, a lot of shots are falling short for for everyone on the team. There's a lot of front of rim stuff, or you could tell that the ball was really getting pushed at the rim instead of, like, stroking it. But that's... I'm not a coach. That's just what I was, what I was thinking watching. Um, but, yeah... I just feel like he needs to be a lot more of a leader. Like that D'Lo, that was in in the Nets when he was an All Star that year. It was reliable for twenty five a game. Some games he got like when the team needed him, he would go off for thirty five, forty points. It would be good to see that D'Lo, especially going back to L.A. The team that drafted him, gave up on him. It just uh, I just thought we would see a lot more out of him. Uh, the second thing is <laughs> I got I got some positives here. Don't worry. The second thing was um, defensive scheming. Um, I really like how Saunders is mixing things up going to that 2-3 zone. Um, yeah, it's just... It seems like a really uh, European style of play. I know back home, um, we, we play a lot of 2-3 zone and 3-2 zone, box and one. But that's just mostly because like, teams I played for, we, we were undersized and <laughs> we were just trying to do our best. But it seems to really... Uh, Rattle, rattle teams. Well, especially in those first two games, um, it's a good way to just try and get get other teams passing the ball more because it's the same way they're going to beat it, and if they're not going to do it, you can break them down quite easily. And you've always got someone um, breaking out, and there's there's a lot of easy transition points you can score off it. Uh, especially like Rubio, I'd seen when he was playing, and he he knew exactly where to go all the time where the ball was going to be swung. And you had to play the passing lane. Same with same the Kogi and um, Beasley. But, yeah, just like... Uh, it seems like when a team seems to, to get rolling, Saunders will throw it at them. And then either they're going to call a timeout to try and come up with something to break down that zone or they're just going to... There's a few turnovers that we get, easy turnovers. Um, not so much in the Lakers game. But the first two games that seemed to work... Seemed to be awesome. Uh, I guess... As we progress through the season, teams are going to say uh, the Timberwolves are going to throw this at us. This is the pl- players we're going to play out of it? But you can still rattle teams easily enough just by mixing up your defensive um, strategy throughout the game. So that's a that's a move that I've really liked to see out of um, Saunders. And um, yeah, it's just cool to see how much he's grown as a coach. Like calling something like that. I know I know um, Flip used to do like a hidden uh, a hidden version of a zone, which is cool. But yeah, now now it's just a flat out one which it's good to see it working. Um and the last thing I got, Jake Layman. Maybe I could I can probably just leave it at that. I think every Timberwolves fan knows he shouldn't be playing. He well he should be benched, essentially. Like he, he hasn't provided anything. In the two ones he didn't give us anything and the loss he gave I was saying like eight points, but is just he's not fun to watch and it's it's. It, I think his salary is like three million. Like, sh- start Culver or, um, and Edwards. Like, yeah. It, I don't see why they're pushing him still, especially when you're getting good time out of Culver and Edwards. I, I, I sort of understand not wanting to put Edwards in against starters straight away, but. Surely we got someone better that we can put in over Layman. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. Um, that's all I've got for today. But, yeah, I hope you have a, a happy New Year and uh, hope 2021 brings a lot more joy than 2020 did for everyone. Cheers, mate.
0: And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. Tane. that is Tane Brown out of New Zealand that you just heard. Love, love hearing that. It, it It has been a while, but I totally understand, obviously, hectic year and busy and all that. I can I can relate a bit, uh, kind of back and forth with work, but generally working way too much. But occasionally, early in the year there was there's no work. It was kind of weird for a while, but then of course naturally when there's no work there's always the other side. Kaboom! Now there were nine billion parts behind. Isn't that just fun? So yeah, that's kind of story of our lives, unfortunately. So. Real quick, I might as well talk about Jake Layman as you mentioned that at the end there, uh, making three million. Yep, three point seven, believe it or not, this year, and then three point nine next year. So, yeah, this is the second of three years for Jake Layman. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, he—I don't see anything special about him. And I know a lot of Wolves fans, like the Flips Army pages and others like that. You know, a lot of local fans, here. local fans. Uh, a lot of you guys overseas aren't fooled as easily. It seems like, and I'm not trying to be mean. To those of you locally that might be listening thinking, geez, Joey, I mean, thanks a lot. Just because we're local doesn't mean we're not paying attention. I'm sure you are. Like some of you, maybe you're just optimistic and then others are realistic like myself and 10 Yeah, I mean, Jake Lehman, I don't see anything special about the guy, really. I didn't really see it last year either, maybe for a couple seconds. And when you brought up Chase Bunninger when you were uh, tweeting back and forth, I think we'll see that in the tweets here. It's going to be a fairly busy uh, fan Direction segment, as you can tell also. So it's going to be a longer show today to open up the season. I guess it's fine. Hopefully no one complains about the length of it. I'll try not to babble too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, he it's kind of like a Chase Buttinger where he did not really provide a whole lot for the Wolves. He had a couple of interesting moments at the very, very beginning, got hurt, and then ever since, it's like, eh, you know. And that's what it was like with Buttinger and that's what it's been like with Jake Lehman so far. Uh, yep, I want to see... Anthony Edwards get more minutes, absolutely. The sad part is it seems like he's just kind of jacking the ball up, though, which is disappointing. Hernan Gomez, uh, I thought there was an option. I'm not seeing it right now on the hoop-type salaries. I thought there was an option. I think it's partially guaranteed in his second year, or third year, pardon me, for Hernan Gomez, his third season. I'm not seeing anything like it's a team option or anything. Weird. I thought it was, though. Hmm. Well, that stinks. I know, uh, yeah, because Nas Reed is a team option the next year and then uh, the third year. Same with Jalen Noel. The boy, both both literally making the exact same contract. Nas Reed and J- uh, Jalen Noel. Nas Reed is basically kind of like a second round pick in a sense. Uh, let's get to the Twitter account. At X At X, of course, because at Wolves Explosion is suspended and I don't know how to get it out of suspension. I don't know what I did other than just maybe telling the NBA to stay out of politics a bit. It might have been something like that. I can't imagine I said anything that offensive, that would cause my uh, Twitter account to be completely gone. But, uh, because it's still 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 stuck at zero followers, zero this, zero that, and I know if it ever got reinstated, I'd get all of my followers back. But hopefully, if you're listening and you're wondering whatever happened to that Twitter account, please come to at t x. You will see it t wolves e x is what the x is, in the uh, you'll see it in the show description. Please give it a follow, and we can go from there. Luckily, a lot of the essential, super duper, super duper hardcore, diehard uh, fans of this show have already uh, followed it. Thank you, guys like Le- Levi, Tane, Vince Germano, guys like that. Uh, Reese Padretti, I uh, love you guys. Pumpa is his nickname also. So, uh, Levi, Tenay and someone else. Looks like Paladino Live. Oops, that was me. I guess I did, yeah, because it's a different Twitter account <laughs> retweeting the show out. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Vince Germano did as well. That was the uh, season opener. but I'm just not seeing it yet. I think he did. Yep, there he is. Vince Germano out of Australia. Tane and Levi out of New Zealand. Tane out of New Zealand here says, Glad to have T Wolves' you know, explosion on the train ride home today. Train ride home today. Merry Christmas, Joey and the rest of the listeners, and Merry Christmas to you. That was on December the 18th as he was heading back, and there was. Timberwolves Explosion on the, yep, right there on the screen, getting played, the season preview. That was a fun show to do. Awesome. That was liked by multiple people there. Yeah, thank you enough for that. And we go up again. I was saying, wow, F that guy. I forget what I, what I was talking about there. Oh, okay. Paul Allen was saying, my God, Keem, what a jackass. NFL, hello, ridiculous, tied tied for league in league leading penalties. He can't control himself. Yeah, that was someone in the NFL. Uh, Tanae Brown was saying, "I usually only talk about the Wolves in the NBA." Okay, that's just his. Uh, what you call it? He actually was just uh, liking what I said. That's funny. So that's actually bad. Uh, football related. That should have been the Vikings Twitter account. <laughs> Tanae Brown says Edwards with a spin, looking like former Wolves number one pick. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose huh yeah big time play there wasn't it definitely big time play appreciated that one. Oh, i just minimized everything oh no and luckily that's an easy fix <laughs> leeway brown was saying yep nice comeback to close out the half at least good to see the wolves playing again that was against the dallas mavericks nice comeback i was really happy about that i was getting frustrated by the mixed layups also at the time but uh Yep, I was getting pissed off about the missed layups. Yeah, we ended up winning that game against the Mavericks. It was kind of cool, kind of surprising. We were getting smushed. Uh, Random hoops, that is Reese Pedretti. This is on Christmas Day. He says TP to TG. Terry Porter to Tom Gugliotta. I didn't see this right away. I apologize. That was nice. Yep, Terry Porter to Tom Gugliotta. Awesome. Awesome memories there. Against the Phoenix Suns. Terry Porter played with the Suns, and so did Tom Gugliotta. That's funny. Of course, that was back when the Wolves oh man i miss those days man that that was like my favorite wolves team when it was like googliata terry porter you know with garnett and marbury oh sam mitchell oh man look at that hustle by terry porter mm, that, that was my favorite timberwolves team there's no question about that I, I would go back to that any day of the week i mean man alive today brown yep this was on the season opener oh second game this is the second game uh, against Utah. you was saying Lehman's starting again. I guess it makes sense, but let's hope it's not for too much longer. Tonight's Timberwolves lineup. Yeah, that's Timberwolves PR. Yep, I wasn't too happy about that. Myself, I, I really wasn't. Uh, Today was saying, uh, yep, when we were talking about Jake Lehman, he's saying he reminds me of Chase Buddinger. Yep, when we signed him. Thought he'd be a good floor spacer, but hasn't done much of anything yet. And no, he really hasn't. He really hasn't at all. It's been... Uh, utterly frustrating. And yep, I took a picture of uh, the, the boxcar section of Jake Lehman midway through the Utah game. And it was just all zero. It was just like, what the hell? It's just, that guy, I, I don't know, man. That's all I gotta say about that. I don't know. Nothing to get excited about. Tonight Brown was saying, I think we need to, we need a Colge to start for defensive reasons. At this stage, I can't see Culver or Edwards going up against the better offensive players in the league. Maybe Culver, because Culver is a really good dust. Uh, Culver's a really good defender. Edwards, we'll see. Uh, his defensive effort seems to be better than people were expecting. And, of course, the difference between Edwards and uh, Andrew Wiggins is, I mean, Edwards actually really is an athlete. Like, he's he's an athletic mind. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins has athletic ability, but he's not mentally athletic. He's, he, it's like he doesn't care that much. He's more of a video gamer or something like that. Kind of a chill guy who likes to smile and have a good little laugh in that. Looks like he's got a wonderful sense of humor and he's a sweet guy and everything, Andrew Wiggins. But Anthony Edwards is, he, he looks at, you know, he's the kind of guy, he he loves the game. He loves com- competitiveness. He'll play, he even said he'd play hockey. If that's what you want him to do, he'll play hockey. So think about that. Um, so obviously the guy wants to win and that's what winners are. The guys like Michael Jordan playing in that, that coin toss competition with the, I forget what that guy was. Was he like a, was he like one of the, I don't remember. I forget what that guy's role was. I don't think he was like a janitor or anything, was he? He might have been the boss of them or something. I forget what that guy's role was. But uh, it was like a back and forth. He was competing with the guy. And he, he, the guy couldn't resist competition. And I'm sensing a bit of that from Anthony Edwards. But uh, Anthony, Ant, let's uh, get that competition. Let's get that competitive side rolling. Not just because you want to blow by somebody and have a big time play start hitting those shots better, man. Because hopefully that shot can get better. And and I think it will. He's not even 20 years old. So if Culver can improve his shot, which I do believe he has, though he did have that over 10 game, it's still driving me insane. That still sticks in my mind. But uh, if he can come back from that, that would be great and continue to improve Anthony Edwards on that overall shot and consistency. Because if he does, then his competitiveness will really start to show in a big way. Tanae Brown says, we aren't even playing bad defense. They're just hitting everything. I'm almost done with this game. Yep, I believe that was the Laker one. Yep, that had to be the Laker one. Yep, back to back. Because 26th was Utah. <sighs> Lucas Schaefer. So, today sharing this thread from Lucas Schaefer says, Let's read it here. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, the medical update uh, from John Krasinski. Uh, John Krasinski says, Wolves update on Cat. Out for tonight. No surgery, but sounds like you could miss several games swear word okay so lucas schaefer if i'm saying his name Schaefer, c c c heifer Hi, sorry sorry lucas the lunate the lunate is one of the small bones that comprise the oh, just like the scapeoid right like mine the scapoid. sorry for making it about me there for a second i'm gonna follow this guy right there i am make it about uh, lucas here there you go lucas Welcome to the Teebles X followed club, I guess. (laughs) The lunate is one of the small bones that that comprises the wrist. Oh, that's a... A subluxation occurs when a bone partially dislocates then returns to its joint without need for it to be reset by a doctor. That's interesting. Yeah, because it didn't need to be reset. Yeah, they didn't need to be... uh, That's really interesting. A subluxation occurs when a bone partially dislocates and returns to strain without need of microscope. So, uh, dis, uh, what's, what's that other word? A left. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, it's going to take a time. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a dislocation. I glad you think so. By what, the way, what the can heck? You see the yellow light ring on the device. Huh. <laughs> Unplugged. What the heck? Just because I said that's interesting, I had to unplug. um my sister here, Alexa. I would unplug her for a minute. What the heck? What the, Where did that come from, Alexa? Welcome to Timberwolves Explosion, Alexa. I think that's the second time now. <laughs> oh, more interruptions. But that... Why would I take that out? Why would I edit that out? Why? I mean, I think you like that, right? Yeah, these medical terms are quite interesting, but a lot of times, you know, when, see, I dislocated not to make it about me, because it's obviously not. It's just kind of relating to the situation in a sense. I dislocated my left pinky finger when a ball was kind of coming back to me, you know, and playing out there in the nighttime. And it felt like, ah, what the hell? And then, oh my God, it's dislocated. The whole half of my finger was pointing backwards. My left pinky finger yeah, was pointing backwards. And they say how it's actually better to break your finger than to dislocate it. Because it took nine months until the pains kind of really got better. It still has like a funny look to it, like, the, like a little bit, it's a little more swollen looking. That was 2006, I think, maybe 7. It was a long time ago. It was many, many, many years ago. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when I was stocking shelves at the job I was working at, I was dropping a lot of stuff because that finger would not grab onto the item I was holding onto. So, fun stuff. Um, dislocations can take forever to heal, even though you know I don't want his wrist to be broken. That probably would actually take longer. They will not require surgery. I, it's interesting, man. Interesting to see what's going to happen with Carl, but uh, there I go babbling. Very interesting post, and now I closed the whole thing. Wow. I clicked on the wrong thing. My apologies there. Try to get right back where we were, if humanly possible. But that was a very interesting post by today. Thank you very much. My god, I'm dragging this out, but that's how it goes sometimes, right? <laughs> D-low, blah, blah, blah. back and forth. I better keep moving here. There it is. Okay, back where we were. Tanae Brown says, just sent off a recording, made hope it's useful for the show. And yes, it was. Thank you. Uh, Jake Lehman says, he'll be coming off the bench tonight and playing three more at the four. And then Tanae says, that must have, they must have got hold of my recording. Yep, I think they did. Tanae continues, says, I think my favorite part of an Anthony Edwards game that I forgot to mention is his physicality. The way he gets to the rim is truly impressive for a rookie. I hope he doesn't start relying on his jumper. Yeah, keep driving to the basket. I, I, I'd like to see his jumper improve, but yeah, don't rely on it. Don't just kind of stand out behind the arc and just launch threes all day. Unless you're feeling it, baby. Because if you're feeling it, then go ahead and, and, and let's roll. Uh, Tanay says, interesting lineup. three guys that can handle the ball starting. I can see rebounding be a major problem. Oh, and it was. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, because what did we have? Like Rubio, Rubio. Yeah, we had Rubio, Culver, and um, of course, D'Angelo Russell starting. In that game, and Culver played power forward and rebounded well. He's a really good rebounder. Let's continue. Tenay says, "I don't think Layman's uh, guarding Lou Williams is something." Uh, I don't, I don't understand Lehman guarding Lou Williams. Uh, Lou Williams, Some, something's got to change with that. Ah, uh, That's for sure. I was talking about something else. Oh yeah, Vanderbilt is extremely fast. Really good defense. He absolutely belongs in this league. Beautiful pass to Lehman. Antony says, he's showing his worth. I hope he gets more minutes moving forward. I hope so, too. I'll plug in Alexa here now. See if she interrupts again. Let's see what happens. Hopefully I didn't destroy Alexa now. I apologize, Alexa. Forgive me. <laughs> yep, Alexa is alive. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. Now she's going to say something. Okay. Uh, we'll see soon here. Back-to-back blowout losses. Thought we were looking good in the first quarter. There were hands everywhere on defense, non-existent second quarter on, and that's for damn sure. I was saying I don't understand what happened in the second quarter. It really was like the bottom went out of the building. Tane says, I think D-Lowe's shot selection takes players out of the game sometimes. When the ball stops moving on offense, it takes everyone else out of the game on both ends, and damn right it did. It really does. It's it's really too much. <clears throat> uh, Vince Germano out of Australia, Melbourne. And the Victoria Providence says, I still rate Culver. I think he's going to be good. I think so, too. He just had a really horrible game against the Clippers there. Over 10. I still don't understand that one. Whew. Or was that the... Yeah, yeah. It was the Clippers. Uh, Tanae Brown says, I think he was trying to do too much yesterday, f- forcing a lot of things, trying to prove he belongs as a starter. I think next up against the Wizards, he'll have a much better game, and that being Culver. I, I agree with that. I agree. I think that's about it. Yep, okay. Ali Siddiqui. We were also talking about, uh, what was I saying? I tweeted something. It was something Ali Siddiqui said. I mostly knew him from Purple Mafia, but yeah, he can definitely talk basketball too. Ali Siddiqui, cool guy locally here, says, uh, he was saying one positive of the Timberwolves' last two games has been McDaniels and Vanderbilt seeing some action. And that's exactly what I've been saying. Those, Those are the major positives about those two games. I was saying it's been nice to see. I think both of them deserve minutes. And he was saying, especially with Cat out, and I was saying, I feel Jared, Jared Vanderbilt deserves playing time right away. He should be in the rotation. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, how alf, and uh, Ali was Ali was saying how awful Jay, uh, Jake Lehman and Hernan Gomez have been so far, and they really have. Absolutely garbage so far. So that'll wrap up the at T-Wolves X section, the Timberwolves Explosion uh, Twitter account. Let's get to the Facebook page, if humanly possible. Sorry if I drugged that out too much, but it kind of is what it is at this point. Facebook's ah, probably going to be significantly quieter, which is fine. Except for this part. I was saying, frustrating lineup for me. No D'Angelo Russell, but yeah, he, he was. He just didn't start because of uh, COVID protocols or whatever that were kind of slow to the to slow to go, but Russell still played a lot of minutes in that Detroit game. <laughs> I was saying, Jake Lehman is no starter. Than, other than that, no, Lincoln, how was the play? Most relevant. All. Just say all, please. Tenay Brown. Yep, you'll see here from Tanay, Vince, and others, I believe here. Mostly Tanay, I think. Rubio says or Tanay says Rubio says Tanay says Rubio doesn't fit in that starting lineup. And Edwards moves into the lineup with five within five games, I think. Hopefully, well, we're four games in, so it's almost there. Uh we were kind of going back and forth a bit. I was saying, I hope it works out. Apparently, uh Tanay says COVID means he can he can't start but can play. That seems ridiculous. Apparently it was some kind of uh a weird protocol thing it had nothing to do with that it had nothing to do with like he failed a test it had to do with he didn't get to the test right away it was something like maybe they were slow on giving him the test administering it to him and that's what it ended up being yeah and there it was uh it was uh clarifying the, uh this is from john krasinski d'angelo russell was not able to start shoot around on time because of his morning this morning due to a delay in covid testing he will not start tonight rookie rubio in. Russell will play, but the Wolves appear to be setting strict expectations and COVID protocols, which is why he will not start. That's an interesting one there. Interesting how that was. So yeah, it was just it was COVID protocols, blah, blah, blah. Yep, we were both liking Culver, this and that. So yep, cool conversation there. Soreness in the wrist. Saying how he wouldn't need surgery. Yep, I posted about that. Today was saying, "Yeah, <clears throat> hopefully it responds okay to shoot around." Would be great to see the Wolves competitive against the Lakers today. Steve Checkett says, "Dreaming, mate." Yep. <laughs> today responded to Steve saying, "We, we could have had prime Jordan playing for us today and still would have lost." And I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." And I was telling Steve, "Welcome to the page," but got no response. So that hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> Yep, there it was. Talk about the dislocation. And a couple of comments. Comments, thank you. Or not. This is the Facebook page, by the way. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Tanay says, pretty different side of Cat. Seeing him come back and play through something like that. Hopefully this won't sideline him for too long. Would have been nice to have him to play against the Lakers, especially with ADL. Because yeah, that could have been real... Could have been interesting without Anthony Davis, but I don't know. We just did not play well in that game. So that will wrap up the fan interaction segment. Yeah, we get to about ninety minutes today. So long, long op- uh, season opening podcast, but it is what it is. It's going to happen sometimes. Uh, obviously, there was a lot to say this time around, and it had been a, a while. In fact, several months since our last actual Timberwolves uh, action to talk about. I mean, we're talking ten months ago. So of, of course, we both uh, had a lot to get off our chests. And Others as well, Ali, Vince Germano, guys like that. So, thanks again for your interaction, all of you, and especially today. Thank you very much for the call in and all the conversation on Twitter and Facebook. Love it. Yep, love it very much. Looking forward to hearing from you more and more and more. Same with uh, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Stu and guys like that. Locally, like to hear from Jeff Johnson, Ali Siddiqui, and many others. So, Thanks again. Please do give a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion if you could on Twitter, or excuse me, on Twitter, on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. It would be greatly appreciated if you could do that. It only helps the show, and I've been needing it. It's been a little while since the last positive rating. It's been a while. I mean, it's not because I've gotten a lot of negative. It's just hasn't been, there haven't been many ratings. Makes the show look like nobody's listening when, honestly, people are listening. I mean, it's not like the numbers are bad. People have been listening to the show. Uh, I'm not, I don't get millions of listeners, but I get thousands at times. So (laughs) I get thousands. I get well into the, you know, I have some good, 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 uh, good numbers. So I appreciate those of you that care about the show. And I'm not here to brag about numbers. It's partially because the show's been around a while. It's not because I'm Mr. King of Kings and greatest ever. I'm not. I'm not. I'm enjoying myself doing the show. I want to keep doing it. And I want to keep hearing from you. I want to keep interacting. And Please put some positive ratings out there. I mean, a lot of the newer shows that have popped up over the years, they have all kinds of ratings and all that. Uh, they might not even get the same amount of listeners. Some might, some might not. Some might have way more. Who knows? Who knows what their audience is? But uh, please give some positive ratings to this show. It just looks better. It's it's nicer, and I appreciate it so much. And I'll thank you very much on air if you could do that. It just helps the show. Uh, call in like uh, Tanae Brown did. At an a, keep calling in if you can. If you can't, it's up to you. And if you're too busy, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Jeff Johnson, anybody else out there locally or overseas, wherever you're from, you can do it as long as you have some type of Internet connection and, of course, a smart device. All it takes is some free voice recording application that's on every smart device on the planet. Just open it, click record, treat it like a phone call, and, you know, comment for about whatever, questions, comments, rants, raves, for about five minutes or so. You could go longer if you really have a lot to say. It is what it is. As long as it's not like an hour long or something. Hit stop. Save it. And email me at live at yahoo.com. live at yahoo.com. That will be in the show description to make things simple for you. And there you go. You don't have to like guess how to spell it or, or anything. It'll be right there for you. I will then convert it into an mp3 file. Thanks to zamzar.com. Which I greatly appreciate. That's why I give them free plugs. Because their service gives me. I mean it's a free service to me. And it helps my show, so why would I not want to help them? Uh, if it's a small file, usually like a call-in, it's free. If you need to convert very large files, it, you can you'll you, know, you can sign up to a subscription, basically. So it's not like they're sponsoring me or anything, but just their service existing helps my show. So why can't why why shouldn't I be nice to them? So with that said, thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends, give a positive rating, and give. me I look forward to talking to you in about a week here. Should be about a week. Yeah, we're hopefully the Wolves end up doing better than I predicted. We shall see.